and everyone is a freelancer and a contractor. In Gillage, everyone is essentially a contractor. Everyone makes their skills available more flexibly and has more control over their time, from the real estate agents to the writers to the CEOs. People won't spend decades working in a job simply because it was available to them when they were young. Each person will be a one-person business, forced to ask, what do I offer? What are my skills? What am I open to learning? What am I going to get passionate about and interested in? Then these people will decide which of their friends' projects they will contract themselves out to, and for how long. People will work in batches according to their schedule, and when these people want a break or a holiday, they just hit pause on the contracts marketplace and stop accepting new jobs. In Gillage, there won't be a work-life balance. There'll be a work-life flow. You will not be a lawyer from 9 to 5 and then a mother from 5 onwards, because people will have a very different idea of a job title. And you will have a thousand job titles. Any given person will be a lawyer and a mother and an amateur comedian and an amateur journalist and an unpublished writer and a friend and a sister and a daughter and an amateur musician and a deep thinker and a philosopher and a rug rat and so much more. Each person will have a list as long as their arm of job titles and tags, if not longer, and this will change how small talk at parties happens because people will no longer ask what you do for work. Instead, they'll ask, what are you working on at the moment? And people will no longer ask what you do for work. Instead, they'll ask, what are you working on at the moment? Because in Gillage, everyone will assume that you do more than one thing. And this question will be a constant call to action to make the most of your time, as well as a much better conversation starter. People will respond with such a wide array of responses. They'll say things like, I'm working on becoming a better mother at the moment, or I'm working on becoming a better son. There will be absolutely no corporate culture in Gillage. So people will not ask what you do for work in the hope that they will get to tell you what high status job they have. Nothing I've seen in my short years on this planet forces us to live in a more counterproductive manner than highly corporate work environments. If you had tried to sell our ancestors on the idea of sitting in boxes and cubicles all day without natural light, with people who you had to have very strict, scripted and policed relationships with, yet whom you had to spend most of your waking hours with, away from family and friends, they would have told you to drown yourself in the river. Meanwhile, they would have gone back to spending all day outside in the sunshine, then by night telling stories and dancing around the fire. There will be no corporate madness in Gillage. And the architecture is minimalistic. In Gillage, there are no mansions or unwelcoming gated houses. If you're not happy, without a large, spacious and luxurious mansion, you might have to stay away. This is not for you. Instead, Gillage is decorated with minimalistic, modular, creative homes. They are cheaper. They are faster to make. They have more mobility. Their design is more creative, artistic, and stimulating. There is a light on the outside. When it is red, the occupants are busy. Red means, do not disturb. Green means, come on in. We want to be with you. These homes will provide the bare essentials, and then a lot of the key services and luxury add-on spaces are shared, bringing more people out into the community. And everything is localised, and old currency is phased out over time. Gillage only works if 
the good people of Gillage subscribe to a positive sum game. They must truly believe that a rising tide lifts all boats, that they help each other with their projects, that they take an active role in supporting one another and getting to know one another. In Gillage, the wall between strangers and friends does not exist. Everything becomes localized and self-contained. The produce, the investing, the industry, the community, they are all located within a tight radius. There is no need for long commutes or traffic. The base essentials are all within walking distance. This all sounds like it is not viable economically, but in this village, the competition to be the best is abated. The only competition is what I refer to as utilitarian competition, the competition to provide the most value, to contribute the most to others, and not others on the other side of the world who the people don't understand at all, the people who are local, who we understand completely. And an education about meaning is made available to all. People are taught how to build meaning and what actually builds meaning. They're taught about the pleasure treadmill. They're taught about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the comfort ladder and the luxury trap. They're taught about the robust finding that is the happiness curve. And they're taught about the very predictable phenomena of the expectations gap. They're taught that social connectedness and a deep sense of community and belonging are the most predictive features of objective good quality of life. They're taught why they feel lonely at Christmas and on New Year's Eve. They're taught about Astro the dog, the dog who doesn't speak English, yet runs 90% of their brain. They're taught about their psychological biases and why they so often feel bad when they think they should be feeling good. They're taught how to find and fill their time with the things that provide substance and meaning to life. They're taught how to master Astro the dog and take control of their lives. They're taught why they feel like they often don't belong and why everyone else looks fine when really they're not. And they're taught how to deal with that. And we'll get back on track. In Gillage, we will start the very important work of getting back on track. You see, our older ways of living were more meaningful but less comfortable. We were not as protected from predators or the elements, but we were together in intimate, interconnected tribes. We belonged, we lived codependently, and this was meaningful. But there were and are a lot of brutal, violent rituals in such tribes, and we were exposed. So what happened was, we focused so much on improving the comfort of life, that we forgot about the meaning. Our ancestors didn't realize how different these things were. When you're hiding from bears and tigers and warring tribes, you're striving for the ideal of big villages with high gates and walls to protect you from outsiders. Yes, this is the gillage they dreamt of. But if you had told them that building big castles and walls between one another with surveillance and security guards would be isolating and promote emptiness, they would have once again told you to drown yourself in the river. But I'm afraid we have over-optimized for comfort. Modern society's biggest oversight is failing to recognize that the ideal level of comfort is whatever the minimum, most essential comforts are. That so often after this, climbing the comfort ladder leads us into the luxury trap and away from meaning. This is why those of our brothers and sisters who live in untouched rural communities around the world appear to have lives that are more richly interconnected. Because as Jonathan Roche said in his book, The Happiness Curve, the truest form of wealth is social, not material. In Gillage, we use this sort of common sense to build community that prioritizes, well, being a community. 
The priority is not making money, but being connected. Why should such a crazy idea exist in Gillage? Well, consider it this way. If you're looking to entertain yourself, you choose to read Harry Potter and not the Oxford English Dictionary. That contest is not even fair, and the comparison sounds stupid. You'll say to me, Joe, that's not a fair comparison, because the dictionary is not designed to entertain people. And that, my dear friends, is precisely the point. Money, like the dictionary, was not designed to make life meaningful. We go to the dictionary when we need to find a word. Our use of this text is transactional. But reading Harry Potter and great books like it is the very point of being able to understand words and to read. In Gillage, everything we do prioritizes what is the best return on investment in life. The opportunities to learn and to be connected to other people. And in Gillage, the rising tide lifts all boats and we subscribe to the intentional sharing movement. Being the one who had the big idea seems to be the very point of being an author, inventor, or entrepreneur. Many will disagree with me on this, but I think we need to focus less on ownership, my idea, and more on quality, what is the best idea. But in Gillage, the rising tide lifts all boats. People care more about seeing great things happen than being the one who made the great thing happen. People in Gillage are very content with playing a backstage role in a grand production, and don't have to be the star of a one-man show. I'll tell you this, the greatest source of motivation is intrinsic motivation. Intrinsic motivation means you would sing the song or perform your show to an audience of none. That you would simply do it for the love of doing it, requiring no external praise or validation from anyone. But if one or two people came to your show, it certainly is a bonus, and you get more joy but you will not get much more joy from having one or two people see your show as you would from having 100 million people see your show. You would, be rightly, you would rightly find widespread attention a diminishing return. In Gillage, there are two important questions. The first, what to you is so worth doing that the mere act of doing it is reward enough? That is, what would you happily perform for an audience of none to an empty theatre? The second, what to you is so worth doing that you would be a backstage member to someone else's grand production, that you would receive no credit at all? But these questions are just a useful trick for the good people of Gillage, because what this creates is a fairer marketing system, where things that are worth sharing and supporting actually get shared and supported. And people don't promote bullshit or try to sell you magic beans. People help each other, not expecting to get help in return, but knowing that these symbiotic relationships will inevitably return more anyway. Yes, people in wider society are so used to going it alone, to doing their projects solo. So low that no one sees or hears of them. In Gillage, it is almost the opposite. Life is so interconnected that good ideas and creations are sucked out of you and into the world. This is a welcome alternative to the current state of affairs, where trying to be creative and innovative feels like pushing shit uphill. People are so interconnected and ready to share good things that the barrier is lower. With a rich network of second-degree connections, you very quickly find the people you need and the smallest viable audience for your great work. And there are no limits. Everyone lives the Thousand Doors system. In Gillage, children do not inherit fear from an industrialized culture. The, de the determination to try and try until they get it right that is present in infancy is retained and galvanized. 
These children will not have to unlearn their limitations because they never learn any bogus limitations at all. They learn to embrace uncertainty rather than to fear it. They're taught that opportunity lies buried in uncertainty, and so they learn the disciplines of scientific thinking, artistic creativity, and investing so they can harness uncertainty to their advantage. They're given permission to think they can do anything because once you think this way, you can. They're given permission to think without the box, and so they don't have the craving towards certainty that is so rife and poisonous everywhere else. That is, not everyone grows up competing to become a lawyer. And religion and spirituality are fluid, not evangelical or institutional. In Gillage, religions and spiritualities of any great variety are welcome, but ritual-heavy institutions are not. Any church, temple, or mosque must embrace uncertainty and adapt the flavor of their beliefs to the open-minded philosophy of the town. No one can claim they are the one who is right and live without doubt. The only people welcome in Gillage are those who are open to education and who are open to showing themselves to be wrong. Religious and spiritual beliefs in Gillage are changed to be more relevant to more areas of life, to the new and developing. And no one fears death. Anthony DeMello taught us that one sign we're awake in this life is that we don't care about the next life. He taught us that eternal means timelessness and not endless time. The good people of Gillage live by this and they use their time well. For this reason, they never fear death. And everyone lives by and adheres to their MVL. Thank you. That was part three of Gillage, my perfect village. Uh, one more part to go. If you've missed the first two, just go back earlier in the podcast, the preceding episodes. The full write-up of Gillage, my perfect village, is available on the website, www.withjoeweeby.com. It is free. And a link to that will be in the show notes and the YouTube description. Thank you again for listening and look forward to talking to you in part four.